Welcome to Deconstructing a Fairy Tale. Embarrassing in-depth thoughts about Disney movies from two Disney parents slash fans. I'm your host, Jill. And I'm Jared. And today we are talking about Luca from Pixar, which came out in the summer of 2021. Feels like ages ago. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Luca. We can go anywhere. Do anything. We just gotta stick together. We underdogs have to look out for each other, right? Underdogs! Alright, so I'm gonna do a quick overview of this movie in case you haven't seen it. Of course, we're gonna be talking about this movie in depth, so there will be spoilers. This is your warning. But here's a quick overview. Uh, so, under the ocean, beside a picturesque Italian town, lives a community of sea monsters who are hunted by the humans above. But when the sea monsters come out of the water, they transform into humans, and only water can reveal their true selves. Luca and Alberto, two young sea monsters, run away to the surface town of Porto Rosso as they seek to find freedom on land. As Luca's parents search for their son in the dangerous human town, Luca and Alberto are taken in by Julia and her dad, Massimo. The three kids sign up for a triathlon race in the hopes of winning the money that Luca and Alberta can use to buy a Vespa and leave town. In the end, the three kids find a deep friendship in each other and help these two communities see past their prejudices along the way. Right down every road. See the whole world together. It'll be amazing. <laughs> Let's start out with our fast facts. Fast facts. I have a lot of fast facts today. I have three, so... I have so it. many. So do you want me to give one first, then? Yeah. Okay, so this is the first full-length movie that was written and directed by Enrico Casarosa. Um, but uh, Enrico Casarosa also wrote and directed a short film for Pixar in 2011 called La Luna. Have you seen La Luna? Maybe it's been a while. Okay, so is it about it, the moon? yeah, it is about the moon. Yeah, yeah it's the one with uh, it's like the little boy and his dad and the grandfather, and they are like on a boat and then they Ooh, go up to the moon, moon so. um, and then they have to sweep the moon to change its phases. Is like the, the oh, story. No, I haven't seen that. It's really cute, but uh, so the director and writer of that short film in 2011. This is his first full length film. Ten so ten years later, um, which is pretty cool. That was my first cool. fast fact. Okay, mine. Out of all the characters in the film, Luca has the largest eyes proportional to his head since he's mm. so curious and eager to take everything in. Oh, that's cool. He does have really big eyes. Mm. They're pretty cute characters. Like, it's a, are, it's yeah. a cute style. Okay, <clears throat> so my next fast fact is amazing. I love this fact so much. It's a long one. Okay, so if you subtract out the sea monster parts of the story, mm. this movie is really the story of Enrico Casarosa's own childhood in Italy. This is his story, oh, wow. um, which is so cool. So he uh, raised... Uh, he spent his summers in this town called uh, Cinque Terre, I think is how you say it. Um, Cinque Terre. Uh, it's an Italian town, and if you Google it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is Portarosa. So he spent his summers there every year, and while he was an 11-year-old boy there, he met another boy named Alberto, who was wow. risky, uh, really challenged the status quo, and, hel and and so Enrico describes himself as like this shy, curious boy. 
and then mm. he meets this boy, Alberto, who helps him come out of his shell, basically. Mm. Mm. And uh, it's really cool because in an interview, um, Enrico said that he, he's pretty sure that if it wasn't for Alberto pushing him and challenging him, he never would have uh, taken the risk and, and the courage to become an animator. He really oh, attributes that that's... to his best friend. And they're still best friends today. Oh, I was going to ask, yeah. are they still best they're friends? They're still best because... friends today. Mike, do you think this guy is watching this movie and <laughs> being like, like Wait um, excuse me? No, they, uh, so what's also cool is you know how Pixar takes the research trips right, whenever they're right. going somewhere? So in their research trip, uh, he took Alberto, his best friend, wow. um, back to this town that I'm poorly pronouncing, mm-hmm. and uh, they shot all, the, all these um, photos, of course, and video of like the details in the town to put in the movie, but um, I was watching the behind the scenes of this, and there's a shot of uh, Enrico... And Alberto hopping rocks in front of the mouth of a cave at the ocean, mm-hmm. and and it's an exact shot that they wow. use with Luca and Alberto in the movie. So I just think that's, that's really, really sweet. sweet. It's like he's putting his own friendship and his own childhood right. to story. Which that's is really, really cool. Yeah. This actually, this next fact answers one of my questions that I had. Okay. But it says Luca works as a fish shepherd. Uh-huh. Which I was like, yeah, what is he doing all day? <laughs> but. Um, and there are 24 fish that he looks after. Okay. This film is the 24th Pixar feature length oh. feature animation movie that Pixar has created. So That's pretty cool. Okay, um, I have I still have so many fast facts. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just going to start going through them. Julia, so she's the red-headed girl in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julia, uh, I had noticed that whenever she would, like, curse in the movie, yeah, she would say, Santa, and then and something, then, or Santo yeah. something. Um, it's all cheeses. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't realized yeah. that. Well, when she says mozzarella, yeah, to the like, end, Santa mozzarella. Yeah, that's a cheese. Yeah, all of them are mm-hmm. apparently cheeses, which is pretty fun. Um, okay, this one I had last time I ended on a sad fast fact, mm. so now I've buried the sad fast fact in the middle of all mm. of mine. Um, Alberto, there's a the part where uh, Luca is hunting for Alberto after their kind of moment of betrayal. And he goes, swims to the island at night and goes up to Alberto's tower. And he sees behind the poster all the markings on the wall. So there are 383 markings. That, was that one of your fast facts? Uh, no, but I read that. Yeah. I was like, well, that's So sad. sad. And then Alberto is like, I, I, I stopped that's counting after funny. a while. So it's at least a little over a year since his dad abandoned him. Yeah. Which is pretty sad. Um, and that he's not left. In that time, he never left the island, mm. you know. Waiting for his right. dad to come back. Uh, Luca means bringer of light. Oh, uh, in Italian, I'm assuming? I'm assuming. That's pretty cool. I didn't... I have a fact about his last name later on, oh, but I'm okay. going to save it for another okay. part of our podcast. Because of COVID, uh, during the production of this... So, like, if you're not familiar, when animation... When an animated movie is being made, one of the very last things that they do is to record the voice actors... Um, they might ask the voice actors to record some early on, but they're definitely going to have to re-record the movie really you, you, pretty surprisingly late in the game, like really only a few months before the movie comes out. Um, so that means quite a bit of this movie was produced during the, the heat of the pandemic. And because of that, the voice actors, the especially the young kids, they could not come to uh, California to record their voices. They can go to a studio because the studios were closed. They had to, uh, Pixar had to send equipment to the boys' houses and the girl uh, who played Julia into their houses and they recorded their parts in their own 
closets. Wow. Just like we're recording this podcast right now, <laughs> which is pretty cool. That is cool. Um, that they're able to do that. And that at the end of the credits, if you watch the credits for uh, Luke, at the very end, it says produced in our slippers around the Bay Area, which is kind of a little yeah, fun nod fun. to remote work on that. Yeah. My next fast fact is, um, uh, okay, so I can't remember how to say this uh, phrase, but there's this phrase that Alberto says um, when he does a special handshake with Luca oh, yeah. and with Julia later on. Um, and it, I, I, it's like, Pecere Geralmo Trombetta. And he does this motion, and then at the end, he does it again to Luca. And Luca's like, seriously, what does this mean? And Alberto's like, I don't know. You know, go find out. Well, it's a mm. real thing, mm. it turns out. So it's, at least it used to be. I don't know if it still is today, but um, a couple decades back, this was something that Italian kids, it was a joke that Italian kids would do, and they would do the same hand motion and say the same phrase. It literally means, nice to meet you, my name is Twisty Trombone. But... The funny part about it is that the word trombone is the same as the word fart mm. in Italian. So it's just this <laughs> funny thing that school kids would do. And I'm guessing Alberto saw it and just has been repeating it since yeah. then. Yeah. Kind of like the, what's wrong with you, stupido yeah. part. Guys, I still have more fast facts. Okay, so I love this one. There's the part when Luca is going down the hill really fast on the bike. And he loses control. And he falls off the bike and rolls down the hill. And then when he sits up, you know how, like... In cartoons, there are, like, stars that go around your head. Um, he sees anchovies going around his head because he and Alberto think that yeah, the anchovies are in the sky. sky. Yeah, yeah, thought that was kind of fun. And the stars. A little tiny detail. And then uh, I have two more. Um, so we actually know, well, we have a good idea of what year this movie takes place. Um, if you watch the movie, there are movie posters all, all over mm. the place in the town of Porto Rosso. There's a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea one by Disney. There's a Roman Holiday one with Audrey Hepburn. All kinds of posters, which makes you think, okay, it's 50s or 60s because that's when those movies were coming out. But during the credits, um, there is uh, all these pictures of what's going on after the movie. And there's a picture of Julia and Luca watching the moon landing in 1969. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so this movie is around, you know, 1968, 1969, um, when this takes place. My last fact, f- fast fact, is that, uh, so the opening of the movie, there's the part, it, like, I don't know if you remember, it's kind of like a spooky scene of these fishermen on the ocean, and then Alberto, as a sea monster, swims around the boat and then jumps over the boat, and they throw a harpoon at him, right? Mm-hmm. And we're led to believe that the harpoon misses. The rest of the movie... Um, Alberto has a scar on his upper left arm, mm. and so the idea is that that it barely Alpen missed him. Barely missed him. Yeah, barely missed him. Barely missed him. Those are our fast facts. Interesting. Books. Yeah, some interesting little gems hidden throughout the movie. Love it. Okay, so let's talk about our first impressions. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you have to say about first impressions of this movie. Yeah, again, I like. I really wanted to love it. I thought, oh, this is going to be... I love this idea. Like, I had seen the trailer. Oh, they're sea monsters. And then when they come out of the water, they're humans. This is going to be so fun. Like, it's going to be a great Pixar movie. And I did not like it. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. I was disappointed. I was confused. I really couldn't get past, like... Luke had disobeyed his parents. I think at this time I was just really focused on, like, they never really talked about it. Like, I was just like, I don't know about this. 
I don't know about the whole Silencio Bruno thing because sometimes I'm like, sometimes you need to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, that you know, voice like, of fear, yeah. But I think, like, so I don't know. I, I really wanted to love it. You came away with mixed feelings, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I did not love it like I thought I would. I liked that it was set in Italy, but I, I wanted to like it because other people really liked it. Yeah. But... Now that I've watched it again, I've come to see, like, okay, like, there are some things here. Some things you like. I do like it a lot better than when I saw it the first time. Okay. I, okay, so I, I think we should say at the beginning of this, this movie did not come out in theaters. It was mm. supposed to. Yeah. But then, because of the pandemic, the theaters were not doing well financially um, for the studios as well. And so Disney decided to put this movie out on Disney Plus, not even as a as a premium oh, access yeah, movie just, that you had to pay for, just like here you go. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, you got a feel for the animators. Yeah, That's I do. A bummer. That is a bummer. I mean, they've worked super hard. Yeah. So. But it came out this past summer on Disney Plus. Um, my first impression of it was, uh, okay, so we watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. And it's playing this beautiful rendition of You Are My Sunshine. And mm-hmm. it's these kids walking around this town. This is going to be the best summer ever. I was like, they're about to rip out our heart emotionally. Yeah. So I spent the whole movie waiting for the gut punch. Do you remember the book or the movie Bridge to Terabithia? No, I'd never watched okay. or read Well, okay. Or read it's similar in that it's like this happy movie. And then all of a sudden, the girl dies. Suddenly and yeah. unexpectedly, like half of the cast is now dead, and it's his best friend. And now the rest of the movie is him dealing with that tragedy as a yeah. child. That's what I was waiting for in this movie. I was like, where's the gut punch? When are right. they going to rip the rug out right. from under us? Who's and dying? Who's dying? Yeah, right. I mean, it's Pixar. It's so Pixar. I'm like, with... ready, I'm prepared. So I think I was surprised because it just wasn't the formula that we're used to mm-hmm. with Pixar, you yeah. know? And. I had the wrong expectations going into it. Mm. So the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, I like that movie, but I think I need to rewatch it with new eyes. Yeah. Now that I know I what this too, is. I think, too, like, that it was just, oh, this is just a fun yeah. movie. Fun summer movie. Not, like, let me emotionally prepare myself for this horrible, sad thing, but then right. this beautiful, meaningful thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now that I, like, have the correct expectations for the movie... Um, we've seen it again. Our son Malachi now really likes parts of this movie. I'll say he hates the sea monster parts, but he likes the human parts of this and movie. Train. And the train, oh my goodness. We've seen that ending scene so many times. So I really do like it now that I have those yeah. expectations. I definitely like it m- more. Yeah. So let's talk about what you love about this movie. So now you've seen it, you like some of the things better. Yeah. What do you like about Luca? I do. I mean, I like its setting. I think it's so fun that it's like in Italy. I like, I, I love honestly that there's no horrible track. I mean, it's still sad. Like the Alberto and his father stuff is sad, but it's not like, you know, rip your heart out, rip my heart out, step on it stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that it's just sweet and kind of fun. I do like that. I like, um, I was talking with my brother, Andy, the other day. It has the vibe of summer, like childhood summers yeah. for me. Just the mixture of that exploration, you're ex- discovering the world, the sunshine, the happy music, the water. Yeah. I mean, just like this, running around with your best friends. This is yeah. what summers felt like for me. 
And so it reminded me of my childhood, and I really like that vibe. I mean, uh, I'd say the music is really good. It's very happy, very lighthearted and simple. Um, Dan Romer was the composer of the... It's soundtrack. It's There's nothing lyrical in yeah. this movie. Um, but there's a song called Rules Are For Rule People. Um, when, it's the sequence when they're training for the triathlon. Mm. And I love it. It is just this fun, upbeat... Italian sounding song. It, it's a good. It's a good soundtrack. Yeah, I do like uh, like the sounds. Yeah, um, and it's so vibrant. Like yeah. visually, it's kind of like Encanto mm -hmm. in its like vibrancy. Lots of colors. It's very bright. Um, all the under the sea scenes are just so happy. Yeah. Like visually, it kind of makes. It's the opposite of The Little Mermaid. Like when you watch The Little Mermaid, yeah. it's kind of very shocking how dark of a movie it yeah. is. Not just thematically, but visually and this is the opposite because in a lot, a lot of other ways it's similar to Little right, Mermaid but yeah. um, much brighter it's much happier better. you think it's better than Little Mermaid? I do I think it is wow. I, I mean I completely agree but it's just a just a fresh thought right we there we should do an episode later on called like Little Mermaid versus Luca yeah that's a good idea that'd be great you can contrast them Okay, let's talk about meaningful moments. So what were the moments that you found meaning in or that were kind of, I mean, maybe the gut punch kind of moments. What yeah. was that for you? I really, I love, and some of the things I think I just missed the first time watching, I don't know if I was tired or what, but it's like, when we watch it again, I'm like, Alberto sells his Vespa? You know, like, that yeah. is, it's so sweet because also, like, bef Luca, like, Portrays him basically. Yeah. And then Luca decides to like when he's riding his bike and he gets caught, you know, he uh, comes out in the rain, and so he does that. So, but then when Alberto, I mean, all he ever wanted was this Vespa because I think yeah. to him it represented. I mean, he says freedom, but I think this like I can, like I'll be okay if I have a Vespa. Yeah kind of thing. Yeah. And so to, like, give that up so his friend can go away to school because he knows mm. Luca really wants that, I think that's really sweet. But I think there is also, like, this underlying, like, kind of, like, hiding who you are. Yeah. And that, like, almost... And it makes sense that Luca's name means, like, bringing the light. So yeah. just, I think about it from, like, even just, like, a scripture standpoint of, like walking in the light <laughs> like yeah. where we hide ourselves underwater we don't want to show people who we really are yeah because then at the end there's like a ton of townspeople that are also sea are monsters. also yeah. sea monsters and so it's like who are we hiding it's we also don't a want cool picture that it's water that reveals the truth right yeah the truth underneath yeah, yeah. Kind of and so i think that's like a cool meaning or message Really, I just love Julia. Oh, same. I love everything about her character and yes. her. So I think just everything that she does is meaningful. I don't know. Going back to the Vespa thing, uh, we were, I was texting with one of my friends, uh, one of our friends, Brett Moore, a couple months mm -hmm. ago about this movie. And he had sent me this text. He said, uh, he was like, yeah, this movie really hit me. And I was asking why. And he was like, well, it's exchange theology at the end where, I mean, like you're saying, it's like, this is, this is his dream. This is Alberto's like most prized right, possession. Yeah. And he sells that 
so that Luca can experience his dream of going to school. Right, yeah. And then we do see, like, a reflection of the gospel of, like, giving up something you have for someone right, else. Right, yeah. It's just really beautiful every time I see it. And we've seen that scene so many times because of the train. The train did that scene. Fear is a really important character. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. kind of like the unrecognized other character. I would even call that maybe the true villain of mm-hmm. this movie is yeah. fear. I mean, so you start making the list and you can like quickly, it gets really long. Luca's mom has a fear right. of losing him. Right. Um, the townspeople have a fear of the sea monsters. Mm-hmm. Massimo has a fear of his daughter getting hurt again, of Julia getting mm-hmm. hurt again. The sea monsters have a fear of being killed by the humans. Luca is afraid of doing anything wrong. You know, yeah. he keeps saying, I'm a good mm-hmm. kid, I'm a good kid, right? Alberto is afraid he isn't worthy of love, mm-hmm. but he's also afraid to leave the island and right. miss his dad potentially coming back. Right. Um, he, it just goes on and on and on. And once and you that's see it... Why Julia is so refreshing. Yeah, she's, she's so courageous. Not afraid. She's not afraid, exactly. Or if she is, like you're saying, she's courageous, so... Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, like, if you think about, like, um, the Silencio Bruno part, mm-hmm. like, that's obviously a, a theme... Um, I think that's like that's the core here. It's a story about being courageous. So mm. it's like mm. whether the boys are riding their makeshift Vespa down the hill and it's like super scary and Luca's like, I, I don't know if we should do this, right? Um, or, you know, the uh, Luca's parents being afraid of, um, you know, him going to the surface. So we need to send him to the depths, whatever. Um, like there are so many instances of fear and overcoming that fear and I think it's cool because the message is, yeah, there is danger. Like, for mm-hmm. example, Luca's parents, they're not crazy. Right. Like, the surface people want to kill sea monsters. Right. And they're like, it would be so easy for you to accidentally be revealed, and they will kill you. So they have, like, legitimate reasons to be afraid. But I think this movie is saying um, there's a good reason to summon that courage and that it could be really worth, worth it, it to right. be courageous in especially for other people that you love. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be worth it. Like when Luca um, reveals himself to save Alberto right. in the rainstorm. Yeah, I even think, like, sometimes fear can be a bad thing. So in the instance of his parents, it would have been better for them to talk about the surface. Yeah. Maybe go up there to get, like, yeah. okay, Luca, you want to go? Like, we'll all go together. Yeah. Instead of... You know, being afraid, and then it for, he goes up by himself. I, w- I want to go back to the moment when Luca is... It's during the triathlon at the very end of the movie, and Alberto is bringing an umbrella to Luca, mm-hmm. and then he slips and falls, and everyone sees Alberto as a sea monster. Mm-hmm. And they pull out their harpoons. They're about to kill Alberto. And Luca's watching this happen, and you can see this debate in his head, in Luca's head. Like, should I go save Alberto, but it's raining, and they will see the true true me. Or, I mean, Alberto's like, no, 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 stay, stay, stay. Like, should I listen to that and protect myself? So here's what's cool. This other fast fact. Luca's last name is Paguro, which in Italian means hermit crab. And so it's like that moment he's coming out of his shell, mm. right? And even, like, animation-wise, his helmet flies, flies off, off, right? Yeah. And so he's coming out of his shell and not protecting himself to rescue his friend. Yeah. I just think that's beautiful. It's, it's, it's beautiful. really yeah. cool. So I thought that was, I mean, it's a really meaningful moment for mm-hmm. sure. I, I would say my last one has to be um, when they're at the train station. Well, the whole scene. The, the whole train. Tra- I will say the whole train scene. It's... It it's gets, really good. Yeah. Oh, we could talk about that forever. Like, yeah. there's so much there. Um, but, the so, for me, you, you watch this movie, and the temptation is to really go 
like, wow, Alberto has really helped Luca. Like, mm-hmm. he's the one who's courageous, and he's helped Luca learn how to be courageous and learn how to come out of his shell, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's this line that uh, Alberto says to Luca. So Luca is like, how will I know if you're okay? Like, I'm going to go to school and leave you behind. How will I know if you're okay? And Alberto is like, you got me off the island. I'm okay. And it's this reminder of he was afraid. He Like, he was afraid he was going to miss his dad. Right. He was afraid he wasn't worthy of love. And he wasn't leaving you know, the vicinity of the island. He wasn't coming to the town. He tells Luca he had never been to the town before. And so Luca really did help him as well to be courageous um, and now to find this new family. And so it's, again, a really great story of people who help each other, these two friends um, who push each other to be a better version of themselves along the way. It's pretty cool. All right, favorite character. I'll let you go first. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character is Julia. <laughs> of course it's Julia. Yeah. Why is it Julia? I just want to be like her. I think she's so fun and she like doesn't put up with like when she's like she's not putting up with what's his face's injustice. Yeah. She's like willing to do whatever it takes. Uh-huh. But she's also a good friend. I think that I have a fear that I am like the mom. Oh, yeah. Because I, I see, like, she just wants Luca to be okay. Yeah. And she's just anxious about him. And so it's like, I don't I don't want to be like her, but I see where she's coming from. Yeah, I think I had, uh, I was a lot more gracious to the parents the first time I saw this movie. And then we yeah, saw it recently. And same. I was like, okay, well, actually, your parenting is bad. Yeah, that's kind of how I was. Like, <laughs> the first time I was like, he did not listen. And then when we watched it again, I was like, no, guys, y'all. Which I'm also like, they're doing the best they can. They're just trying to protect him. Yeah. But. They're going about it some wrong ways. I also think the funny person, the funny character is the grandmother. Because she's a great grandmother in the fact that she's letting her child parent. Yeah, that's true. Even though she. Make different choices than she would make. Yeah. So. That's kind of fun. I think my favorite character is Alberto. Actually, I know. It's it's definitely Alberto. No questions. Truthfully, I think he makes a better main character in this movie than Luca. Yeah. I I think he's more interesting. Yeah. He has this whole backstory. I'm just like, I think too, which, never mind, we'll get into that later. He's a lot more complicated. Yeah. Right? He has Mm -hmm. this brokenness, this past. He puts on like this veneer of confidence, but then in moments you get to see that it's is really built on a weak foundation. Right, and he right. really does have this wound from his dad. Um, and so it's so fulfilling to see him start to heal um, and, and finally find a family that wants him. is mm-hmm. just, like, really cool. Whereas for Luca, it was like he's curious. He's, like, exploring the yeah. new place. And he just wants to learn. It's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. But I think the journey for Alberto is life-changing. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to totally change the trajectory of yeah, his life. Yeah, that's true. That in this 100%. same story that we watched with Luca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's my favorite. I know it's kind of not really part of the movie, but Jill and I watched the short film uh, Chow Alberto, which is out now on Disney+. Plus. It's only seven minutes long, and it feels like, if you have not seen it, go and watch it, because it feels like the part of the movie they wanted to include but didn't have time to. Mm-hmm. And it's about Alberto and Massimo and how... Uh, really, he's found a new dad in mm-hmm. Massimo, and it's very sweet. It's very sweet. It's really good. Okay, so uh, I have a question for you. Okay. If you were going to do the Puerto Rosso Triathlon... Uh, that was one of my is questions. Is that your question? Uh, what yeah, what would you no. want to choose? Yeah. What would you want to do? 
Okay, so we should say, in case you forgot, the triathlon includes swimming, swimming. then you have to eat pasta, and you don't know what kind of yeah. pasta, it's a lot, and then, and then you have to bike. Yeah, so three parts. Probably swimming or biking. <laughs> I don't want to eat the pasta. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. I think I'd want to do the biking or the pasta. Yeah. I don't want to do the swimming. I know yeah. I don't want to do the swimming. I would probably want to swim. Okay, so we could, on our team... We could... Uh, you could swim. I'll eat the pasta, and then I could bike. You should again. probably bike. After that, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I was running a lot mm. in high school. Um, I don't know, like ten miles a day, and I uh, was really hungry, and so I ate like a ton of food from McDonald's, and then remembered after I ate all this food that I hadn't run that day, and mm. was like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll just go run real quick, uh, and ran. Got to like mile five, and then it all. Up. Yeah, it that's bad. bad. And I think that would happen. So you should probably do the biking. Yeah. I'll do the pasta. Yeah. Under the sea or part of that world? That is what I, that was my second you question. You had another that same question? I had those two questions. Did you phrase it like that? No. I thought that was would a, you rather be a sea monster or human? That's really good. I thought that was good on my part. Probably under the sea. Why is that? Because you can also be a human. Oh no, okay, no. You you're picking where you're gonna live. Where are you live? Oh, not. Yeah. Uh, then probably on land. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I might want to try under the sea. Yeah, see what I think it's like. it would be fun. Yeah. Let's talk about lingering questions. So, again, yeah. these are things that we felt like were unresolved or just didn't really make sense to us. I'll say, for me, I didn't have much here. Uh, my one uh, lingering question is, uh, well, I have two. My first one is, who's Bruno? Yeah, I don't. Why is it Bruno? So again, Alberto, he's like, okay, when you have that voice of fear in your head, all you need to do is yell at it, and you need yeah. to say, Silencio Bruno. And Lucas says, why is his name Bruno? And he's like, it doesn't matter what his name is. Just yell yeah. at him. Yeah, do we, do we think it's his dad? Alberto's dad? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Do we think it's Bruno from... Encanto? Encanto. Okay, so if it's Bruno from Encanto... There's some theories. It would have to be... Oh, we know Encanto's in the early 50s, so that would be a few years later he would father Alberto. And then... Because if we're going to 1969... Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's possible, but Bruno would be in his mid-50s. At least. So... I just don't feel like... After all that happened to Bruno and his family, I don't think... <laughs> He would leave and abandon his and son. And abandon his son. I bet you're right. Yeah, I don't think it's not in his character. I don't think. But I could see Alberto's father being named Bruno. Right. Yeah. I think it's like we talked about in the last episode. I don't think these teams knew that they were going to both use this yeah. name. Yeah. I think that was an accident. I think so too. And they should have talked about it. Uh huh. Because that leads us to these theories. Yeah. So I don't know. It could be his father. This could be, or it could be. He could have swam to Colombia yeah. and heard about Bruno. Okay, this could be wrong, but does Bruno mean, like, brown head of hair? I'm not even sure. There's something in my mind that says that that's true. And if it is, it could be, like, you are talking to the voice in your head. Right. He has brown hair. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know. I have to look that up. Mm. Okay, I have another lingering question. Um, okay, so Luca's parents, they're looking for him in the town of Puerto Rosso. And they, their method is interesting. They're throwing kids into mm, water. Right. Wouldn't that expose Luca in front of everybody as a sea You're monster? You're right. And put him in danger? Yeah. And any other children. 
Yeah, anyone who happens to be a sea, a sea monster. monster. It's it's also very dumb. risky for themselves. Yeah, I easily could accidentally get yeah. some water splashed on them. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that yeah, was that's an interesting. Like, as parents, again, not great. Maybe not great. No. Yeah. I'd well, my first one was like, what is Luca even doing? But then I figured out he's a sheep shepherd. I'm sorry, a fish shepherd. <laughs> and I was like, do you even call it a shepherd if it's not with sheep? Yeah, I don't question. know. Okay. But that was kind of So he's answered. just hurting the fish, but we don't know why. It's just a, his they're job grazing. or a chore. I wonder if they're I'm raising like... him to eat. Okay, so here's the other thing. They have no problem in catching and killing fish. Right. Because they help Massimo do that, like, happily. Right. So Alberto and Luco do not care about the fish. No. So which is interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if it's more like cattle? Like they're raising them so they can eat them later? Yeah, I guess so. Which kind of takes a dark turn. Um... I was also confused about why they keep saying El Stupido that... Because don't they know Italian or no? Okay, this is a great question because they can clearly read in Italian. Right. And yeah, so I don't... Yeah, they should know what that means. They should then. know what it means. Yeah, and they have no trouble speaking with the townspeople. Right. Whatever language. Exactly. Because like, there's that Disney idea of like Beauty and the Beast. They're all speaking French, but because we're an English, English. audience, we right. hear it in... English. Right. Okay, apply that same the thing. Same They're thing. speaking Italian. Right. They should know what stupido means. Yeah. So I, yeah. that's what I'm like. I don't I don't know if they just think it's fun because they're like sit here on the boats and no one is responding that way. Or maybe it's a new word. They've never heard right. stupido and now they're trying to figure out what it means. Maybe. Yeah. I'm also like, so when they say that to the women and then they have they put their ice cream on them. I was like, why would you ever do that with your ice cream? Oh yeah, there's no way I'm giving up my gelato right. because of some. Which I'm like, jerk maybe kid. they went and got new ones, but they are sea. They turn out to be sea monsters, so maybe they didn't care. Which I'm like, does this apply to saliva? I had the same thought. Like, is it because it has to? Um, is it the dog or the cat that licks oh, one yeah. of them and it makes them turn into the sea monster? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, does the water content matter right. in what? Right. You know, does the ice cream, the ice crystals in the ice cream? Right, that's what I'm... I don't know. I don't know. What about the water I'm on the outside like, of the pasta? You have to be telling me that there's no way they didn't have stomach aches. From all the pasta? Or? I mean, they've only eaten, what, fish? Oh, yeah, their whole lives. And then they have a uh, Maybe they just pasta. don't include the bowel movement scenes <laughs> in Luca. <laughs> Maybe they just left that part out. They're young. Their intestines can... Bounce back. Yeah. Okay, here's my lingering question. Okay. My, my last one. So, when Luca comes back and Alberto is, like, upset because Luca's betrayed him. And Which I want to go back to that in a minute. Okay. And he sees the tally marks on the wall. Yeah. You'll notice they're in sets of fives. Oh, yeah. But then the lower you get, the... There's like a the smaller few that, the sets get. Well, there's a few that are sets of five, and there's a few that's just like a mark, and two marks. Okay. But it's like they're still in the set of five. Okay. So here's my theory okay. on why the those aren't fully marked. Those are the days he's been with Luca, and he forgets about marking the wall. <laughs> I, my silence is me being stunned. I could cry. It's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Did you just come up with that? Yeah, that's my theory on. I don't care if it's true or not. I love that so much. Like that he has been so, had so much fun with Luca yeah. that he totally forgot to mark the wall that day. I love that idea so much. 
No one correct us. That's what we're going with. That's amazing. Um, okay, but let's go back to the moment that Luca kind of betrays um, Alberto. I I don't think that... I mean, Luca should have said the truth. He should, okay, yeah. right. But Alberto is being a jerk. That is true. In this I moment. mean, that is a good point. He exposes himself. He does expose himself and assumes. For the purpose of scaring Julia. Right. And assumes Luca is. He's mad at Luca. So he does it out yeah. of anger. Yeah. Oh, I'll show you. I'm going to expose myself and that will expose you too. And Luca's yeah. like, no, bro. Yeah, so it was wrong of Luca. That's true, but, but like it's also Alberto's, wrong of Alberto. Yeah, I mean he's playing the victim card maybe too yeah. hard here right. in this moment. Yeah, which That's again true. got some trauma. Sure, mm-hmm. but it. I mean, it Luca. It was not the biggest betrayal. No, it was pretty stupid it was, on Alberto's it part. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just goes to show you, don't do anything out of anger. Yeah, yeah. Anger's one letter away from danger. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Uh, okay, so what was I? I mean. What were the things in this movie you did not like? I it's hard for me to separate sometimes like Al, like Alberto. I'm thinking about my son and I'm like is he going to have a friend influence like Alberto and what's going to happen? So it's hard for me to be like, "Well, I don't like Alberto. I don't like how he whatever like makes Luca do things that maybe he shouldn't do." Okay. And You're so thinking I, as the parent, yes, the protective parent. I think that makes me feel like, "Uh, and then also being like, but you can't protect your kid from everything. Yeah. So you hope that they're, like, wise. But So I think I have a hard time separating from, like, okay, this is a movie, and that's okay. Yeah. They make this fake Vespa and yeah. whatever. Did you ever have the bad friend influence I in mean, your life? I mean, probably, okay. but... My parents said I was notorious for that. I feel like not, like growing up, no. Like, I, w- I was the Luca in every circumstance yeah. where I wanted to be the good kid, but yeah. I didn't want want to be the good kid. Right. So I was drawn naturally to the more risky yeah. people so that I could be challenged myself. Yeah, I was. See, and I think that's part of it. I didn't have this, like, I had friends. Yeah. But it wasn't, I, I was, I played very well. Just by myself. <laughs> sure, yeah. So I didn't... That's why, for me, like, it doesn't feel like a summertime. Oh, I see, It doesn't yeah. really take me back to my childhood. Yeah. You did not have a good summer childhood. <laughs> no, you I... missed out. I, great. It just wasn't with friends. Yeah. I mean, I played with my cousins. You know, sure, we played, yeah. but... I would say if I'm going to, like... It's hard for me to, to knock this movie because it mm-hmm. is so simple. Mm-hmm. There's not right, much... Right. If I'm going to pick something, it's going to be the... I don't even know his name. The villain dude with the Vespa. Oh, yeah. Mr. Just, Vespa. Mr. Senior Vespa, yeah, as they called Senor him. Vespa. Yeah. I just thought he was, as a character, really cartoony. Like, his personality yeah. was so... Like, if you sub, if you were to listen to the movie and not watch it, and mm-hmm. you were just to listen to it, and you subtract the, like, sea monster parts, it could be real. Like, right. this could really have happened. Uh, the rest of it could have happened. This could be a, an actual story. And the characters are all so believable. But he is just comically not believable. Mm-hmm. He's very cartoony. He's just a villain, mm-hmm. right? No other trait. Yeah. He's just a bad dude. Yeah. Um, he's a jerk, and no one likes him. Yeah. Uh, I could have done without that. Yeah. And he's really just yeah. in stuff for money. And yeah. I also don't buy that he's 16. Yeah. I'm like... They definitely would not let him race. Yeah. Like, she even knows. She's like, dude, this is like your sixth year. No. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. in charge of this thing. Yeah. A regular adult in charge in that moment would be like, no, you're not racing. Right. 
Yeah. So, I don't know. I just could have done without him. Yeah. I don't know why they included him, to be honest. I don't know if they needed Julia to have some motivation. a, a Vespa situation. Yeah. So, you didn't like the disobedience thing originally when we first saw originally, it? Originally, yeah. Explain but, that. Well, I just felt like Luca disobeyed his parents. He went to the surface. And then it was like never really like they came to find them and then they're like yeah you won the race we're happy to see i don't know i just felt like it wasn't addressed but after watching it like and then when you were saying well his parents were going to send him to the abyss to the abyss yeah and so i'm like that's not on luca like then you should like yeah that's a bad parent like it's not best for luca to send him to the abyss well, and I, I will say I, I was pretty judgmental to Luca's dad because he just doesn't seem to really care all that much right. about anything. Yeah, he's just not really there. He's not involved. And I do like watching throughout the course of the movie. They have this growth realization right. yeah. of like we made a mistake. Yeah. And so what I think is kind of cool is they have this realization at the same time that they first see Luca again. Right. And so Luca bikes away from them because he's like, oh no, they're gonna like send right. him to deep again. Yeah. And. But you get, I get the impression that they were going to tell him that they were sorry. Right, yeah. And that, that they weren't like, going to send him to be, yeah. the deep. They, were, they had realized we made a mistake right. and it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. Yeah, I like I that too. that they could and grow that, and And then learn. at the end they see like, okay, what's best for him is to go to school. Because they could have been like, you didn't listen to us, go to the deep. Yeah. Or even but, at least just come yeah, back with us. Yeah, right. But they allowed him to go to school and... So I think, again, realizing oh, we're doing everything out of fear. Yeah. And maybe some things that we're afraid of we don't need to be afraid of. Yeah. Or we should just have courage in right. spite of it. Right. Again, going to school, risky. Yeah, it's true. It's still risky. It's still risky. We don't know what the kids there are going to think about, right. Luca. Yeah. Yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah. Which is a cool message. Mm-hmm. Sort of in, in wrapping up our thoughts on Luca, um, I described this to my brother the other day uh, like... It feels like the meal of Ratatouille from the movie Ratatouille. Mm. Like, if you remember at the end of Ratatouille, um, Remy the Rat, he cooks the meal for the food critic Anton Ego. Um, and out of all the fancy food he could choose, he chooses the, this dish called Ratatouille, which is mostly just vegetables in, like, a tomato sauce that's roasted. And it's this, like, pe- he calls it a peasant dish when Anton Ego sees it. But then he takes a bite, and it instantly takes him back to his childhood and it's this dish that's simple, yet it was so carefully prepared mm. and that it takes you back to something that you remember. And that's how I feel about Luca. Mm. That's what Luca is. It's simple, yet it is made so well. It's really well cared for and made and crafted. And for me, it took me back to my childhood and it mm. made me want to hang out with my friends. Mm. <laughs> you know, and to experience that again and just reminds you of like the goodness of friendship, of good and deep friendship. That's good. Yeah. There's a, a little line at the end of the credits of um, Chow Alberto. Um, at the very end of the credits, it's like the thank yous or whatever. And it says, um, thank you to all the families that we have and families we found. And I think that's the message here. It's yeah. like some you have a family that you were born into, but sometimes the family that you end up loving and that really accepts you and loves you well is one that you find along the way, mm-hmm. and that's really beautiful. And it's it church beautiful. life right. in some ways. It's pretty cool. So, all that to say, what are we? How are we going to rate this movie? What are we going to give this movie rating wise? Or 
waiting for Disney Plus. Yep. Yeah. That's our rating. Wait for Disney Plus. Wait for Disney Plus. Which is convenient. You don't have to on this one. Right. Because it was there. on Disney Plus. There wasn't even premiere access. Yeah. So this is our third rating. Like in terms yeah. of scale, it's our third highest. Yeah. So not bad. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. We're saying it's maybe not worth paying for for most yeah. people. Yeah, but I do think uh, some people that I've talked to have really, really loved it. Yeah, Brett Moore, who I mentioned yeah. earlier, he loved My it. My friend Annie yeah. loves it. Yeah, and I really like yeah. it. Yeah, it kind of made me want to like it more when Brett was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. But right. I was like, what am I missing? <laughs> um, but that's okay that we can yeah. all like find different right. things. Yeah, right. that's right. But our rating, wait for Disney+, Plus. it's worth the watch. It is definitely worth totally. watching, yeah. for sure. And like you said, there's... You know, it's just a fun, fun watch, too. Yeah, but then when you do start to think about it, you realize there's more there. Right. And maybe it uh, first appears. So, that is Luca. Mm. We would love to hear your thoughts on Luca. Send them our way. Um, thank you yeah. so much for listening. And give us a rating. Yeah. Hit those five stars. <laughs> Hit that five star rating. Yeah, five star rating. I mean, if it's less than five, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't. But if it's it. five, let's do it. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Deconstructing a Fairy Tale. Uh, just a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated with Walt Disney Corporation in any way. Um, Luca is copyrighted by Pixar Animation Studios and Walt Disney Corporation. And the audio clips we used here are used under the Fair Use Protection Act. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Have a, have a good day. Have a good day.